0: Welcome to Couch Sessions by YWAM Heidebeek. On this podcast, we sit down with YWAMers to have interesting and challenging conversations on their journey with Holy Spirit and how they live their day-to-day lives with God. So come, join us. This episode is hosted by Marita
1: Winkler,
2: Welcome to our YWAM Heidebeek podcast today with Diana. Diana, we're super excited to have you here. You already stopped since 2013 at YWAM Heidebeek and I know you since 2015 and we're also housemates. So I love to have it today that you are here with us. And you work with our discipleship training schools at Heideweg. You um, work in hospitality, making sure that the guests coming to Heideweg have the best experience possible. Yes. <laughs> and you also work with a ministry for refugee women. Thanks for being here today with us. I'm really happy to be with you here. So originally you're from Georgia the wonderful country of Georgia. And I was super curious, and I'm sure people also are going to be curious. How did you come to
0: Hyderabad from Georgia? Why the Netherlands? I did my DTS in Georgia. That was also a time for me where, yeah, I just wanted to go deeper with God, with the relationships with Him. But then I ended up in mission schools, not really knowing much about it. So after my DTS, I really felt like God was calling me into missions. So after my own DTS. After outreach, I was asked to join YWAM Georgia, where I've been for four years, being involved with the DTSs, uh, street children, street people, also helping out with the Sunday school in my church. And yeah, I really felt like that was a time for me for the next step in my life. Um, And then from a friend, I heard about the uh, YWAM Heidebeck. Hmm. First, I thought I can just come as a volunteer, just to, to check out the bla- base, because yeah. I'm com- coming from the small uh, base in Georgia, pioneering. Mm-hmm. It was very first ETS, and then coming to the bigger picture of YYM, coming to the Netherlands to Heidelberg.
2: How was that when you
0: told people in Georgia you would go to the Netherlands? That was crazy. Actually, people said, why you need to go there? First, it was just to to come as a volunteer.
1: I was like, maybe some of our international listeners don't know where Georgia is. Are you talking about Georgia in the United States? Or what Georgia are you talking about for those who don't see a map in front of them?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I'm getting a lot of questions. When people ask, where are you coming from? Usually I say, I'm not from the state, but I'm from Republic of Georgia. It was part of Soviet Union. Yeah, it's close to Turkey. Yeah, bordering with Turkey, Russia. So if you want to get a bit of picture where it's on the map. People would say, oh, yeah. (laughs) Mm.
2: And also, uh, the people from the Netherlands may know Georgia, actually, from the Vies de Mol Dutch TV program, where they show beautiful shots of the landscape. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, you came to Heidebeek as a volunteer, and then you decided to come as staff. Was that a process where you felt like little by little God was leading you? Or did you hear God speaking, go to the Netherlands? Can you maybe share a little bit about how did you know that God was guiding you to come to Hydebeek?
0: It was my time to come here as a volunteer, but I was also at the point to just figuring out for myself is, the mission is still where I want to go for. So that was the time when I came here just to discover more Um, and I really felt like God was speaking about it. God really gave me peace, yeah, where I could come to the point that can be a place for me to to come back Mm. and it was quite a process to yeah, to think of coming back and if coming back to the Netherlands and also Mm. thinking if I'm coming back, like, what I'm going to do? What would be my role in the bigger picture, of think?
2: So you mentioned you had a feeling of peace is that something you have more often when you take decisions that you know that's that's a way God speaks to you
0: yes I could see in my journey that it's coming back that God really gives me peace where, yeah, where I can where I can make decisions.
2: Yeah, yeah. And if you compare living in the Netherlands to Georgia and living as a Christian, what would you say is different in in the Netherlands than in Georgia?
0: Um, yeah, Georgia is still a Orthodox country. Uh, yeah. So what I like my experience like with God when I started to go to evangelical church. So it was uh, quite a rejection from friends that I go to the sect so it was not so much freedom even going to the church where people can just judge you mm-hmm. in the way of living where here in the Netherlands you feel like so much freedom I still remember my first time to go to Jongerendag where thousands of people were just worshipping God together. And for me, it was just, yeah, it's just so much freedom. Uh, mm-hmm. Worshipping God together with the big groups where in the, in Georgia, it's hardly happened still today.
2: Yeah, so you mentioned that you've experienced also rejection um, going to an evangelical church in comparison to an orthodox church. So is this something very common for people in Georgia who decide to leave the orthodox church? What does it mean to, to yeah be a Christian in Georgia?
0: Yeah, so when you stop going to the Orthodox Church and you make a choice to go to Evangelical Church, so it's more for them, as I said, like you are insects. Mm. So they want to also rescue you from it, yeah. I remember in the high school, like some of the teachers talked to me like, hey, uh, Diana, we see your love for God, but maybe you can go to the Orthodox monastery and go deeper with God there, mm. but please stop going to this sect. So mm. they tried to rescue me from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for them is just something...
2: Uh... So there's not so much variety in... Like, in the Netherlands, for example, you have a lot of different denominations and different sort of churches, but then um, you describe it more that there is one big church, like the Orthodox Church, where people, where it's expected... That you go if you believe, yeah, um, yeah. but other churches denominations are not yeah seen as the as the right way, but more like a cult.
0: Yeah, yeah, yes,
2: yeah. And how was it then for your surrounding to hear that you join a missions organization after it was already difficult going to a different sort of church?
0: Yeah, I see that it's uh, it's hard till today. For people in my country to understand what I'm doing. Yeah, just being a missionary, but also missionary in the Netherlands. Why Netherlands needs you. So I get a lot of comments uh, back in Georgia that you can do the same things here. Why you need to go. Hmm. There's a lot of poverty. Yeah, so for them it's still strange to yeah to see or here.
2: Now you're already quite some years in the Netherlands. What makes you persevere and stay here?
0: Yeah, it's... Uh, I'm here seven years already in the Netherlands, and every time I need to search my heart to see, like, hey, is this still the place for me to be? In a way, what I'm doing and uh, how I can see myself in the bigger picture of why I'm.
2: Yeah, but you still have that sense, oh. Of... God re- still wants me here, and that's why I'm staying here. Yeah,
0: yeah, yes. For now, I really feel like this is the place for me, yeah. for me to be in this season. I also don't know what will happen after. I cannot say that this is the mm. place for the rest of my life. Yeah, I'm still open for God to show and lead, but I don't have these clarities yeah. yet.
2: You mentioned beforehand when you were looking at Heidebeek as a volunteer and thinking about oh shall I come here? You felt peace. Can you describe how you know now that this is your place to stay? How is that working in in your walk with God? Because I'm sure a lot of people are thinking, oh what shall I do? Is it still the right spot where I am? What does God want me to do? How do you experience that in your life as a missionary in the Netherlands working at Heidebeek that this is your, your
0: place to be? Yeah, I think first of all, with the ministries I'm involved, I can say that I'm a person am I uh, can get enthusiastic about many things in life. You're also good at many things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I can see if I say yes to things, I can really enjoy it. But I was really praying, like God, show me something like specific what I can be involved here. So it was like through throughout my seven years being here, it's just stuffing DTSs where I really see, um, yeah, also my part in that where. I can walk together, like, together along with the students. Yeah, and exciting also to see them going deeper with God. Also mm-hmm. with the hospitality. I think it also, what comes back from my culture, because Georgia is a hospitable country. This is what I heard from other people who visited it. <laughs> and we also have a saying that uh, guests are from God. So I think it's like, growing up in that, it's just stayed in me, like, every guest are from God, so we are giving our best. Mm-hmm. So So one of the values in YWAM, it's hospitality. So I'm just happy to live out here this value. Yeah, and also with the connection with the foreign ladies, where I can also relate because I am a foreigner in this country. So every time I I can see like, hey, what am I doing? And how I can see myself in these ministries? Yeah.
2: That gives you like a confirmation. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my place to, to be.
0: Yeah, yeah then in a way, I know what I'm doing and I know I know where where I'm going.
2: Yeah. so you mentioned that hospitality is a big value in Georgia. And maybe it's also interesting to know, like, well, how does hospitality look for you? You mentioned also it's the y- uh, value of Wyman. So how can we be hospitable people towards others?
0: Um, yeah, I think just seeing people, this is the most important. When people just walk into building, just to, to show your interest, ask questions, just get to know people. Yeah, and also in hospitality, we're really trying our best to prepare a nice place for the speakers, for the guests, yeah, just to make the place
1: nice and cozy for them. Um, yeah, I was just wondering. You you shared a bit about um, like the the refugee work that you do here, and in being a foreigner, and then uh, and then in that way being able to maybe connect and identify with the refugees in maybe a more personal way. But are there are there any things where you've seen this is how God has led me in this ministry or special? I don't know conversations or friendship moments that have come up because of that.
0: Yeah, I can really see. I'm also a bit uh, dark hair, and uh, yeah, some of the ladies from Syria they can see me like as their sister. They call me, "Oh, you are my sister." Yeah, also f- through that I could really see that I can build just trust, uh, good relationships with them. Also like. Yeah, we have time also when we're sharing the Bible stories with them. And also see how just sharing Bible stories, it can have a big impact in their lives. Uh, we have one lady, she's from Brazil. Yeah, and just reading Bible with her, she just got on fire in a way. Like today, she's a newborn Christian.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, so she loves Jesus. Um, so I also see... This is just little things what I can do. And also, it's nice to observe what God is doing in their lives and their choices, what they're making.
2: Can you share the story you told me the other day about the lady you visited you also met in, in the ministry?
0: Yeah, this is uh, the Brazilian lady I'm ah, talking this is... about. <laughs> yes, she's the one. Um Yeah, because usually how we do, we just had like one day per week together with the ladies and sharing Bible stories with them. Where after one lady came back and she said, oh yeah, these Bible stories, but actually I would like to know more about uh, Bible. Would you like to come to my house and we can read Bible together? Um, So this is what we did. And after we could really see how, yeah, she just got... Interested more and more because her background is Catholic.
2: Yeah, but she didn't have a personal relationship with yeah, Jesus yet. I think that's what yes. you said. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And then, uh, till today, Yeah, she has personal relationships with Jesus. And it's just nice to see how influence she brought to her family also. To her husband, where she shared about Jesus to him. Hmm. And then they start to go to the church. And her parents, who are back in Brazil, on the phone, she was just sharing her experiences with Jesus. Yeah, so one thing what started here like with the just Bible stories it's just spreads it's just kind of like uh, the discipleship uh, movement or so it started with her but then she shared with her mom back mm. in Brazil and her mom started to go to the church as well and
2: I also remember you sharing with that story that you guys were praying that the ladies would ask questions about the Bible story and and hearing more so it was yeah. also really an answer
0: yes that was of an answer. prayer yes that was an answer from God when yeah when I after sharing the Bible story, she just came and she said, hey, actually, I would like to know more. And we are like, wow, that's amazing. Sure, we Bible reading together.
2: Yeah, and I remember also you sharing about it that she said to you, oh, you and your friend, you just came and started those Bible stories and talking to us and look what came out of it. And I yeah. thought that was such an inspiring sentence to see you showed up just starting something. Yeah. And things continue and multiply.
0: Yeah, that was yeah. really encouraging to hear where she's reading her Bible herself now, and sometimes she calls and she's like, yeah, and just shares her revelations, and she's like, do you also have this relationship with Jesus? Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) It's just nice to see how... What revelations of Jesus have you personally had? I mean, coming from an Orthodox background, becoming maybe more... Charismatic or evangelical, and in seeing that, I mean, I can imagine that could have some parallels to coming from a Catholic background yeah. and then evangelical. Of course, we're one body yeah. altogether, but there was something that that you kind of witnessed or that touched your heart that said, mm-hmm. "Oh, I want to, I want to walk my life with Jesus differently." Is there anything that you could share, which could maybe for the people listening that could really inspire them? Maybe, maybe some of you listening are coming from an Orthodox background or a Catholic background, and wondering, hey, how do I add some some spice to my Christian mm-hmm. life or something?
0: Yeah, I just remember the moments where I like growing up since like I was a teenager, and my understanding about God, it was just God lives in the temple. So if you want to have personal relationships, you need to go to the temple. So you have a candle and it's more the most spiritual place. I remember what happened in me. I just had a switch. That's where I realized that God is not living only in the temple, but he lives in me. So that had a, a kind of impact in my life. And I also remember the neighbor lady who gave me Bible, where I thought, wow, am I worthy Had to have this Bible? Because it's only for priests and holy people. Um, but she said, no, you can also have it in your home. You can read it yourself. So, and that moment, moment i also remember that wow i can have my own bible and i can read it yeah so yeah if i look back i remember these special moments where Mm -hmm. uh, yeah it had a great impact in my life and then you
2: started reading the bible yeah so what kind of value does the bible has then now for you since it's
0: accessible every day um i think just to have different values in life um also just to understand like because Um, in georgia we have a lot of traditions where you think like okay this is truth this is what people did and you have to do the same this is what i heard from my grandparents a lot yeah but when you read bible and you take out all the truth from the bible and uh, yeah
1: you take the truth out and then just leave it out yeah (laughs) yeah what does that look like? Like what did that look like for yourself to live out the Bible? What what changed in your life? What what actions did you do differently?
0: I think the choices I make, for example, with the friends hanging out that I'm not choosing to get drunk or hang out with the boys or just using the swear words what can hurt others. Yeah, I think uh,
1: do that and did that have an influence on you on your friendship group did, did they respond differently to you because of that
0: yeah I could also see that also the friends that I was hanging out they were also like if they wanted to or they say swear words then they're just uh sorry Diana you know like <laughs> kind of like that I'm around so kind of they understood my values they they don't have to not to say because I'm around but in the end they can they also yeah. got more aware of their own behavior yes. through you being actually yeah. different yeah yeah Yeah. and also like as i said like a hey, um, like my belief was like okay god is living only in the temple where after that and reading bible at home i really felt like god was present with mm. me there and i think the revelation of god of being father in my life i think that was also a big uh, impact in my life mm. in my christian walk because i grew up without father so i never had a like father figure and then i hear that jesus is my father i'm like okay what do you mean and how i can relate to the jesus is a father yeah so this is also something uh, christian walk
2: yeah, that's beautiful. Also, because you mentioned now on one side your behavior changed, but also through reading the Bible and getting to know God, God as a father and was able to fill something in your life where yeah. you're lacking yeah. on earth. Yes. And that's actually such a beautiful testimony and a great encouragement why it's so good to read the Bible and to get yeah. to know God. And sometimes we don't even know what we're lacking until yeah. we realize what the Bible actually tells us. So, yeah. that's great it that was super cool to have you Diana um we talked about a lot of things how you came through uh, to the Netherlands God leading you through feeling peace in yourself that that's a good thing to do mm-hmm. also leaving a lot of things behind finding yeah God in a in a new way when you start going to the evangelical church also reading yeah. how yeah, how reading the Bible transformed your life and also what I will remember is that hospitality can just mean to see the other person and the people around you and value them. So thank you. And um, I think my last closing question would be, if you look at the rest of your life, what is your desire and your dream, what God can do
0: through you and through your life? Yeah, my mission statement is serving people, showing Christ. So this is, I also see that I'm leaving this out in uh, in the ministries I'm involved with. So it does matter where I will be, where God will lead me. And I hope that this statement will stay in me, that I can just really, yeah, have an impact. Love the people around you, like you mentioned already beforehand.
2: Can yes. you just repeat your statement one more time?
0: Serving people, showing Christ. And I can really relate to this in the ministries I'm doing here. It can be with the DTS students or with the refugee ladies or in hospitality. Um, So just living out what I know and through that, showing Christ.
2: That's beautiful. Thank you. And that's definitely, I think, something people who live around you see you doing. Yes. Serving. You serve a lot. You love people very well. Yeah. Thank you for your time and for coming. It was a very inspiring talk. Thanks for listening. Take care. Until the next time.